Hello, Connection Coders, and welcome to the Connection Codes podcast, where we break open the emotions that take us from feeling disconnected to connected in your relationships and with yourself. In this episode, we are going to break down why we need to process our emotions, what that even means, and essentially why the Connection Codes matters so much in our relationships. It is mind-blowing how much our emotions affect our bodies, our brains. We don't even realize it makes me angry at society for all those years that are like, stop feeling that or emotions are bad because it affects us so deeply. I am your producer, Tara Wages, and I'm excited to introduce to you the founders of The Connection Codes, marriage and family therapist, clinical sexologist, Dr. Glenn Hill, and his incredible wife, Phyllis. Here we go. What a great introduction mm. that was from yeah. Tira. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, she skipped a couple of things. I gave her three pages of stuff to say about me. <laughs> oh, she, she didn't mention how funny you that, are. Yes, that was that was one of the three pages. Well, it can't be a three-hour podcast. Well, you know? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. That's not why Just people saying. are here, actually. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So today we're talking about the health benefits of yeah. just processing emotion, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't even know how to process emotion, don't even understand that term, process yeah. emotion. That's a yeah. question we get a lot. Yeah, when we do, you and I do sessions together, that's something that people miss a lot and that you catch on because I'm just assuming, well, everybody knows this, so we'll just fly right through it. And you're like, wait, do you, does this person even know what it means to process emotion? And uh that's why I love partnering with you because you catch things that I really miss because I'm just assuming and people usually don't speak up and say, I have no idea what that means. You know, that happened yesterday in a session where like, do you know what that means? And of course the young woman had no idea. So, so for our listeners help there, like start, let's start there. How, what does that even mean? Process your emotion. Yeah. Well, for me, you know, so much of our research just goes back to how we function as humans when we're first born. And, uh, you know, when we're little, when we're babies, we just process emotion all the time. And the fascinating thing is we process it until it is processed. But what does that look like? What do you mean by that? Well, again, you just think about a 12-month-old is going to convey that emotion, is going to communicate it pre-language. Of course, you know, all of us actually speak a language as we're older. Uh, But to be able to actually say it, to say what the emotion is, we call it excess, identify and verbalize the emotion uh, and of course, you and I do that all day long. This is how we breathe now. Uh, so I don't start the sentence without the emotion. I don't start the paragraph without the emotion. So I don't walk in the room and say, where are the car keys? I literally say to you, oh, I'm feeling some fear. Of course, you use the three phrases. You're like, oh, what's happening with fear? What am I missing? I'm like, well, I can't find the car keys. So I'm feeling some fear that I'm not going to be able to get where mm-hmm. I'm going yeah. on time and I'll be late for the appointment. And we process that as long as it needs to be processed till the fear uh, is processed through. I always struggle to know another good word <laughs> to put on that. Yeah. Well, uh, I, aren't you kind of saying that that it's a verbalizing? Yeah. Right. It's verbalizing yeah. what's happening. But I think for many of us, we don't know what is happening with right. us. Yeah. So, yeah. how do you get there? How do you even tune into your body, into yourself, to know that? that language because yeah. you you mentioned a 12 month old mm. and i always picture you know babies cry when they need right. help yeah. you know or they're in pain or they're sad mm. 
and they don't have the words to say those things, but they cry. Mm. So they release it from their body by right. crying, yeah, screaming, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that is. But as adults, I think that we've that's been conditioned out of us. You mm. know, probably I think about even with with toddlers as they get a little bit older and they're mobile. And then, you know, you, if, even if you picture like a temper tantrum right. where the body is releasing whatever that is, anger, mm. uh, fear, sadness. And I think we so often parent in a way that's like, s- stop that, right. control yeah. that. Yeah. And we yeah. want our kids to control and we don't want them to express. Even mm. like, let's say it's not a temper tantrum, but it, maybe really it's joy. And so they're like jumping on the furniture mm. or they're running <laughs> around the room right. yeah. and we want them to sit still. Mm. And so we, even with what would be joy we want to control we want it to look a certain way Hmm. so at some point in our lives we we stop tuning in because we have this learned behavior this is what's accepted in society to basically don't move much Hmm. don't be too loud have the same tone and so then now you're saying to people process emotion and and right there i think we get stuck because what in the heck does that mean so you just said we need to access it and how do you do that well for connection coders of course that's why we do the core emotion wheel endlessly is to retrain our brains to even recognize the emotion of course we sit with people all the time that have no idea and many of them actually believe firmly that they don't experience these emotions you know we sat with the pastor recently uh, who said i haven't felt fear in years and he genuinely believed that he wasn't trying to be a jerk he but but you think about how early we start training people not to uh, convey the emotion and Mm -hmm. it's literally in in, uh, infancy sometimes and we'll say to babies you know you're okay you're okay well they're not okay that's why they're trying to convey to you Mm -hmm. that they're not okay and you telling them that they're okay. And of course, once they get up to four, five, six years old, we're really emphatic about that. You know, they fall down and they get hurt. And you're like, you're okay. You're fine. Well, no, they're not fine. If they were fine, they wouldn't be crying. Uh, you know, it's one of the phrases that was always struck me when I was a child that my parents would say, you know, you stop your crying or I'll give you something to cry about. And mm-hmm. I can remember, yeah. and I'm not dissing my parents. They were doing the best they knew how at the time. Uh, but I can remember even as a five, six-year-old thinking, no, no, I, I already have a reason to cry. That's why mm-hmm. I'm crying, you know, and I didn't think of it scientifically, but it was always intriguing to me that they thought I needed some reason to cry, so I needed just to stop my crying. But as adults, for us just to be able to recognize it, again, that's why we do the core emotional endlessly, to get tuned in to what those emotions are. And we've mm-hmm. done that research enough that we know if I can get this person to touch guilt, to touch fear, to touch sadness every day, they will begin recognizing it in mm. real time. And that's the problem is we have shut it down for so long, we don't even know it's there. We mm. don't know that the fear is there. We don't realize that the guilt is there. And of course, it's firing in the brain. It's just brain chemistry. This is right. not a, an opinion or uh, a theory or a philosophy. It's just scientific fact. We now know this. Uh, that the brain is actually firing this emotion and is there. Emotions are real and we can ignore it, deny it, suppress it, step over it, but it's still there. It doesn't change the fact that it's existing. Well, I think about what you were saying with how even in our parenting, 
And it's mm. out of a good heart. It's Absolutely. good intention. We say yep, to our kids, yep, you're okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. We go to the logistics. We know the facts. We know they're not going to die yeah, from, from having fallen knee. down. Exactly. Yep, yep. So we want to reassure them. And mm. I think that what that does is it kind of negates their sadness. Mm. You know, they are feeling sad or yeah. hurt because yeah. they fell down. And our response is, you're okay. And so mm. then we go into adulthood Almost right. like we at this point, I think we need a big paradigm shift mm. where we go. It's we don't need that canned answer of you're OK. I yeah, think we're absolutely. walking around constantly with someone, mm-hmm. whether they're actually saying it or whether in our head we're hearing you're mm. OK, you're OK, you're OK. Yeah. When you just fell down and to acknowledge the pain that's firing in your brain is yeah. how our brains were created. And mm-hmm. most of us don't know that. Right. So we don't realize that. A brain scan would show, mm. oh, you're you're feeling sad, you're feeling yeah. hurt, and yeah. maybe even in that moment through the pain region, you're actually feeling lonely mm. because no one's there to comfort you, yeah. and yeah. then you're you know you've got that trained response mm. going off in your head that says you're okay, you're okay, you're okay, yeah. and so part of that you know even starting off today just maybe helping us to understand that back to the whole word process the emotion. So identifying it, which means we're tuning into ourselves. We're listening to our brain. We, these are firing. So there's, there's the eight core emotions. Hmm. There's five regions in the brain and to know that those are firing all day long. They're just a human response to Mm -hmm. life and to not for us to not ignore that. But we want to talk about, even the health benefits. So in, in, in a sense, if we don't start with knowing how to process, which is where that's for a lot of us, that's really very new, the idea of processing emotion. So hopefully defining it the way we have will help get it started Mm. and realizing you have to tune into yourself. And we mentioned the core emotion wheel because that's just a tool Mm, that kind of goes, okay, let's use this to ask ourselves what's happening in ourselves what's happening in this moment Mm. and then you know to start understanding that then the benefits so what happens to us when when there's unprocessed emotion Mm. yeah well the research is just mounting literally every day now Uh, longitudinal studies are completing uh, and I'm talking longitudinal, like 30-year studies, which mm. are very extensive, but they're very expensive, and they take over 30 years to do. Uh, but there's a lot more efficacy with those than latitudinal uh, studies. And so we're starting to realize the massive effect that unprocessed emotion uh, has. And we just didn't know this for many, many years. The human condition was still the need to process the emotion, but now we actually understand what happens for the individual uh, if the emotions are, are not processed. Uh, and I was just going to uh, mention that uh, in learning to do this, because again, most of us have been told probably literally hundreds of thousands of times that we've gotten the message not to do this. Mm. So it's very difficult. It's not something that you just shrug off and say, oh, okay, well now I'm going to uh, do this differently. Uh, it takes practice yeah, uh, because yeah. you've been, it's just muscle memory. Uh, we always think of it as walking sideways emotionally. We've been trained to walk sideways for so long. We stand up out of a chair, we just walk sideways. That's what we've always done. Everybody we know has walked that way. And how long would it take us to relearn uh, because humans are bipeds, we're designed to walk forwards. How long would it take us to learn 
uh, to walk forwards. And I don't know, that's going to vary from person to person. But it does take a lot of practice, and it can be very frustrating uh, for people. Of course, that's, this is what we do every day, sitting with people and seeing people who have no idea what fear is. They have no idea. Uh, what shame is because they've blocked it out of their mm-hmm. consciousness for so long that they're and they're convinced that they don't have any they don't, it doesn't right. exist and one of the things that's intriguing to me and i don't have any real data on this but uh my experience has been that when people are completely unaware of one of the core emotions it's probably because they're drowning in it oh, wow. uh, if you said to me 30 years ago so glenn how often do you get hit with shame i'd be like never you know, I'm charismatic, mm-hmm. I'm funny, very funny, yes, yes. You, you know, I'm popular, <laughs> and I don't experience shame. Actually, I was flooded with shame mm-hmm. every day, all day long, but I couldn't see it because I'm just in it. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, does a fish know that it's in water? Well, the water's everywhere, so I don't know. I don't talk to fish that often, but, uh, you know, it makes you wonder, do they know if they're in water because there's water uh, everywhere? Yeah. Uh, just like with us, are we aware that we're walking around in oxygen? Uh, that you know the the gases mm. that are around us well we don't even think about it they just right. exist right. so it doesn't even occur uh, to us so uh, that's my theory is that probably if someone doesn't is completely unaware unable to recognize an emotion they're probably drowning uh in yeah it. and you know of course for you uh you know there was fear for so yeah. long that you yeah. were certain that you didn't have any fear right and uh, over the last few years you realize oh wow i get it with fear every mm. you know 17 minutes Right. And that's been a beautiful uh, evolution uh, for us, just that you started to recognize hmm. that, which is really beautiful. That was one of the thoughts that I had had, because Phyllis, that was a huge part of y'all's story, mm. was that you were the one that said, I don't feel emotion. Mm. I don't do right. emotion. Right. And so you went so long suppressing mm-hmm. and um, not wanting to access or identify those emotions. And now that you are... Now that you've truly done like a 180, you're flipping the script of your life and how you operate in the world, how has that affected you compared to who, how you used to operate into the world? Wow. How does it feel to be Phyllis today versus <laughs> Phyllis 20, 15 years ago when you mm. were not wanting to access? Well, that's a good question. You know, the I would say the previous Phyllis, my life was based on... Um, tasks and Mm. how much I could get done in a day, not connecting with people um, and not slowing myself down. And, and it actually becomes very exhausting Mm. if your whole life is simply based on productivity. Um, And so I did not know. Matter of fact, I remember there was a time, I don't know, probably 15 years ago that um, some of my closest friends would, would send me, uh, this is probably before we had cell phones. So it was a phone call that would say, have you sat down today? Mm. Like that became the challenge yeah. of my life yeah. was because I knew it was unhealthy what I was doing to my body that I would never just allow myself to sit down. Mm. And, you know, one of Glenn's things was, uh, one of the things he would say to me was, would you have a cup of tea with me? Mm. Or do you want to have a cup of tea? And, but it was really him saying, would you just sit down with me for yeah. a few minutes? Yeah. And and so, you know, it was like I really wanted to rise above all those things. Mm. And even in saying, I used to say to Glenn, you have enough emotion for both of us. Yeah. I don't need any. 
And mm. and I just totally missed it. I didn't I didn't understand um, what emotion that first of all we that's a human right. Emotions are a human yeah, right, yeah. and that if, I think the the way I see my life now, I feel a, a lot more peace, mm. inner peace, uh, a lot less judgment of myself. Mm. Um, I I am able to relax. Um, and I know that my worth is not based on my productivity. Yeah, wow. And so I feel, uh, and I'm, I, to be honest, I think I'm just as productive now as I've, mm-hmm. I've Absolutely. you know, ever been, yeah. but I don't feel the stress of that. Mm. So I, I would say there's, it, it's amazing, you know, just the difference. I think peace would be the word that I would describe mm. myself being able to live in that is is just incredible, yeah. and to be able to enjoy um, relationships, enjoy myself, enjoy just um, even being able to feel free to say, "Whoo, I'm getting hit with sadness." Mm. Um, you know, just expressing emotion and having people around me that are safe for me, and that don't judge that, yeah. don't judge my emotions is, yeah. is really been incredible. Yeah. Uh, one thing here you mentioned as far as that she didn't want to process emotion is not that she didn't want to, she just didn't know how. Right. Uh, and I, I know you know that it's just, but that's important that people, it's not that she was choosing that we don't choose to function poorly. We just have been miseducated for a mm. long time. And for someone like Phyllis, it was so culturally, not just acceptable, culturally admired because uh, Phyllis's maiden name is NATO. I always called her the tornado. Mm-hmm. She got so much done. She could get more done uh, in 10 minutes than I could all day. Well, that looks so admirable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people just, uh, so it's, it's commended. It's like, whoa, that woman, she is just knocking it out of the park. And we were, she wasn't aware. I wasn't aware. We weren't aware. And I don't think anyone was aware that, oh, no, this is actually unhealthy yeah. for yeah. her. And it doesn't mean that she's not going to be a productive person, but right. she has the right to exist. She has the right to experience what she experiences. She has the right to have the emotions she's having. And we just didn't know that. And they well, built up. you know, in talking just about health benefits, you just yeah. alluded to that again, because I know with unprocessed emotion, mm. it spikes our co- cortisol. Can mm. you explain that? Yeah. Like the, just that scientific for, you know, what does that even mean yeah. and how does that is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing yeah. to have spiked cortisol? Well, and again, that's some of the research that has been replicated so many times that now we understand that, oh, this is just a human condition. And, uh, you know, I always preface by saying research with humans is very difficult because humans are bad lab rats. And there are so many variables that come into uh, what produces this. So it's mm. very difficult to establish causation to say, oh, well, this caused that. Well, maybe but there's 19 other ingredients you didn't control for. So maybe it was one of these other ones. We're not Mm -hmm. sure, you know, cocaine addiction comes from drinking milk because every cocaine addict has drunk milk sometime in their life. Well, no, that's not causation. That's just correlation. So we can't, you know, make that conclusion, but through these, so many studies being replicated so many times, we start getting the picture. Uh, And we realize that when these emotions are not processed, the cortisol as you mentioned, uh, spikes. Well, cortisol is crucial for mm. the human condition, but it's supposed to be balanced. There's a pretty delicate balance between healthy and unhealthy, whether it's high or low. 
Uh, and when that cortisol spikes, cortisol is in charge of the immune system. It regulates the immune system. Mm. And now the cortisol doesn't pay attention to a whole lot of lower level concerns. If you picture a wolf uh, enters the room, well, your whole focus is the wolf. You're not thinking about the fact that you got a hangnail right, uh, that right. you need to go find some fingernail clippers and clip it off. You're thinking there's a freaking wolf in the room. We got to do something here. Well, when these stressors, which stress is just a result of unprocessed emotion, uh, stressors are part of the human condition. Stress is not, and there's a difference between the two. But when this stress just is con constant, uh, again, we re hmm. uh, represent that as a wolf. When this wolf is constantly in the room, it may not be gnawing at your throat. It may not be attacking you, but it's there. Right. And again, right. if you just picture there's a wolf sitting on your living room couch you don't know what to do because yeah. you're thinking, well, it's not biting me right this second, but I don't know what it's going to do in the next two minutes. Well, what I, you, you know, when I think about stress and, you know, I, I grew up hearing, well, stress leads to heart attacks. Mm. And, and, you know, in that it's, you know, it's interesting because how do you define stress? We're mm. all stressed by different things. Yeah. And we, I even think we judge each other. You know, a stay-at-home mom may mention, oh, I'm so stressed out. Mm. Well, a working mom may go, what? You've got it easy. Well, yeah. You get to stay home all day. Mm. Well, there's a judgment on that. Right. And yeah. how this stay-at-home mom is experiencing unprocessed emotion, which mm. is really stress. And this working mom is feeling stressed because of it's just... It's like realizing, okay, so it's more... Because I think sometimes we think, oh, you got to eliminate. So stay-at-home mom, if your stress is... The fact that you're a stay-at-home mom, put all your kids in daycare and go to mm. go to work because that'll eliminate stress. Right. No, no, not necessarily. You just right. pick up a different, right, different exactly, yeah. type of stress, mm -hmm. and really it goes back to processing the emotion in everyday life, whether mm. you're working or you're staying at home or right. you're a student. Right. And so, you know, it makes sense when people say, "Oh, you know, stress leads to heart attacks." So you want to eliminate the stress, but it really goes further back you it's all in processing the emotion but we do know everyone accepts just that common statement mm. stress leads to heart attacks so you go okay so what you're saying is unprocessed emotions mm. spikes cortisol which affects our immune system and it's interesting because right. i do think about i used to see this so much with my mom when she would get really worried about mm. something yep. The yep. next thing I would notice is mm. is she yeah. would have a you know a cold, mm. or she would get a sinus infection, yeah. or she would get you know bronchitis. Yeah. And uh, as she got older, I remember among my siblings we would be like, "Don't tell mom right. about that yeah. because she's just going to worry about it, mm. and then she's going to get sick." Yeah. And I think I, I I used to see that so much, and it was the unprocessed. My mom didn't know how to. Mm access her emotion how to express her emotion right. she didn't yeah. know how to you know talk it through mm. she just held it all inside of her body yeah. and as she, especially as she got older her body was so weak already mm. and so but i think even us young people i mean younger people have that same thing you get hit with something extremely difficult and if you don't process through which means you don't identify right. you don't access you don't you don't get this out of your body, then your body begins to um, start to break down. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I think we all realize that 
most of us understand what immune system is. Most of us understand that you need to strengthen your immune system so you don't get sick. But I don't know that we connect emotion and processing emotion. It's more like, have you had your vitamin C today? Mm -hmm. So we forget that the emotion side. That's an important aspect. It's not that that's irrelevant. But we forget that the emotion side, because sometimes we see what we would consider an extremely healthy person. Mm. They exercise like crazy. They ate really, really well. And how in the heck did they have a heart attack? Mm -hmm. Well, how was their emotional state? Like there's this component that often we miss um, in a lot of this. So so that was one. So unprocessed emotion, spiked cortisol. Uh, What about intense emotion shuts down cognition? Yeah. Yeah, what and, can you explain? Well, that? one of my favorite research projects uh, we did on that uh, is we would have someone sit down uh, and uh, we just do fundamental facts, real simple information. You know, where do you live? Where were you born? And then at some point we get into multiplication tables. And at a given moment, we had somebody slam a door behind them. And it was so fascinating to watch over and over again. Uh, so literally someone would, and these were educated people, but someone would say six times one is six, six times two is 12, six times three and the door slams, and you would watch people go, uh, is tw- 21, oh wait, no, six times three is, uh, fi- it's not, fi- wait, six, six times three is 18. And for two or three seconds, they didn't know what six times three is. Mm. Well, they actually know, it's just their cognition is shut down. And in that wow. moment, uh, because the limbic system engages before the cortexes, the limbic system is where emotion is processed, the cortexes is where thought, reason, logic, etc. Uh, occur. So in that moment, they don't know what six times three is. Mm. And so they look like a dumber version of themselves. They look like an uneducated person, not because they're actually dumb or uneducated, but in that moment, uh, they can't think. Uh, clearly. Now, that's just a silly little research project, but you think about it, that happens to us all day long. Yeah. And you and I present as dumber versions of ourselves, not because we're dumb, but because we get flooded with emotion and Mm -hmm. we don't process it. And when we do that, we end up looking dumb and making poor choices, poor decisions. Uh, And for myself, there are times that I look back to yesterday or last week Mm -hmm. or last month, I'm like, how in the heck did I make that choice? Mm. That is so dumb. Well, yeah, but in the moment, there was probably unprocessed emotion that blocked me from thinking clearly and making the good choice. So it could be what, you know, what we would consider like even enjoy that that can become an intense emotion that if we don't process it, it shuts down our cognition. And so out of joy, we, you know, we order the biggest bowl of ice cream Because we are flooded with joy, yeah, yeah. and then after we eat that whole thing, or maybe we're we're one of those kind of people who can stop halfway, mm. but we kind of go, what in the world? Why did I just spend that much money on a bowl of ice cream? Right. But the joy was so flooded mm. that it, that's such an intense emotion, because I know it can go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we I know for us, one of the th- stories that I remember is when we had a traffic altercation, and... Um, you know, it, it was so intense. Like, and I trying to call nine one one. Well, mm. I couldn't even remember how right. to call nine one one. And I, I I remember just yelling um, to the other people in the car uh, what the number was for nine one one. And yeah. it it's like, what? How how can that happen? Well, it's the intense emotion of that situation. Yeah. And then when the operator came on. 
she was asking me where we were. Mm. And in that moment, I told her the opposite side of town. Thankfully, I think police have radars are some somehow to find us, you know, in our moment of distress. But, you know, and and I think that if I had processed the fear in that Mm. moment and even had said out loud, fear, fear, Mm. fear, my levels would have come down Mm. and I would have been able to think straight. Mm. Uh, We have some friends that live out in California and they the wildfires are pretty crazy out Mm. there during certain months of the year. And uh, there was one that came close to their house and they had to evacuate. And she just shared on Instagram whenever they got away and got to where they were, they started unpacking their suitcase and they had thrown the most, the craziest stuff mm. into their suitcase. And they didn't even have one complete outfit. Right. And I thought to myself, well, that's intense emotion. Mm. It shut down their cognition. Absolutely. They were. You know, flooded with fear to get out of that house, get their baby out and grab suitcases, but just started throwing all this random stuff in it. And I I think we can think of things and, and, you know, those are a little more extreme. But I know that in just everyday relationship, Mm -hmm. if I feel really hurt by you and I don't say it to you out loud in that moment, I get so flooded, then my reaction to you can be so unkind or so crazy and and so out of character for Mm. who I am. But it's being flooded like that. It's that intense emotion that shuts down the ability of my brain to function. And so then I end up being a dumber version of myself. Yeah, we end up choosing poorly. Uh, If somebody was on the outside looking in, and not to pick on you, but you presented that as far as you know, your situation. Someone could be observing that going, are you kidding me? That's how Phyllis is behaving. That's how mm-hmm. the, the decision that she's making there. She adores Glenn. She wants to live life with Glenn. She's Glenn's life's partner, but she's treating him poorly. Well, right, yeah, that's because right. she has an emotion that was messing her up. That yeah. was knocking her off course. Not that she's a bad person, but in that moment, that unprocessed emotion affects her behavior and human behavior is driven by emotion uh and so she chooses poorly and it would be easy to look at that from the outside and go wow phyllis is really making a dumb choice there well yeah but that's because the emotion uh, is not processed and that's just as true for me and uh, everybody else yeah and i think even there's times when we hear this among you know uh, families where you've got a a child that is Mm. you know that intense emotion and it's shutting down the child's cognition. And so they're behaving in a way that is so extreme. So right. we think yeah. that the solution mm-hmm. is um, also not really helping that child mm. connect with their emotion. We're punishing that the action without even right. finding yeah. out. Getting to the cause. Right, getting to the emotion, yeah. helping the child. You know, and I love even the verbiage, what's happening for you. Because mm-hmm. I know that when I respond, or f- for either of us, when I respond to you in a way that is out of character, hmm. you know something is going on with her. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, you always said warrant the, uh, I love the way that sentence where you use the word. Yeah, when the reaction to the situation is unwarranted, someone has left the room. Yes. Or at least is no longer present. Something's happening. Yes, I love that. Yeah, and sadly, that's my greatest uh, connection because weakness is that I don't follow up with you. I don't follow your energy and find out what's happening. And I, I miss that way too often. 
uh, with you. I should be good at this. <laughs> uh, but I just missed that because, you know, I, I observe your behavior and I'm like, dang, she's not being very kind. She's not being very mm. nice. And for me to be able to slow you down, slow us down in that moment and just go, babe, what's what's happening here? What am I missing? Yeah. Uh, it's amazing the trajectory because if I'll do that, five seconds later, 10 seconds later, we're in a different place. Yeah. And if yeah. I miss that, we just pick up speed, you know, we call it our cycle, mm-hmm. and it can yeah. hit cyclone level really, really quickly. Uh, well, wonder- and, you know, it's interesting because I think about that, just that very scenario, because what you're reacting to is my my reaction to you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, you forgetting how to... To, to you know to How say to do the connection <laughs> yeah you forgetting <laughs> to say what's happening yeah. but yeah. i know that often when that happens i actually say babe can you just mm. ask me what's happening yeah. so your reaction to my reaction mm. which everything you know feels like it's escalating yeah. at any yeah, point yeah. any one of us can mm. say right what's happening and it slows then all of a sudden it's almost to me yeah. like a break Mm. Like a like a car break where it's like it slows us down immediately where we yeah. realize whoa, and then we go back to the very first unprocessed emotion right. in that situation, yeah. not the most current. Like well, and that's you know I think we, in in relationships we that's where we get to where we start arguing logistics. Mm. Well, you said I didn't say that. Right. Yes, you yeah. said that, and and well I didn't say it with that tone. Yes, you said it with that tone, and. And it's like, then you just stay off. You're just, it's like you've lost the whole situation, Mm. but at any moment to say what's happening and then to go back to the first situation. Cause you know, if I felt hurt by something you said, but I don't tell you in that moment, Mm. I just react to you out of that Mm. situation then you react to my reaction, and there we go. We've yeah. we've spun ourselves yeah, out of control. Yeah, that's what we call the cycle. Yeah, and that cycle starts speeding up. Uh, and just so everybody knows, you know, for you to be able to in that moment to say, "Babe, could you just ask me what's happening?" That's advanced math. That's just stunning that you're able, and you are good at that. It's just stunning that you're able to do that. I did want to mention the the one, of course, you know. One of the comments we get most frequently about the core emotions, about the core emotion wheel, is why are they all negative except for one, joy. Mm. But our whole positioning is that emotions are not good, bad, right, or wrong, positive, or negative. They just are, just mm-hmm. like oxygen. We don't look for the positive oxygen and the negative oxygen. There's just oxygen. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think about, I don't know how long it's been now, five, six months ago. Uh, and for those who don't know, I can eat my weight in movie popcorn. Uh, I love movie popcorn. I just, oh, it's unbelievable. My goal is to get through the first bucket because you get free refills. <laughs> yes. My goal is to get through the first bucket before the movie actually starts because uh, then you can run to the concessions and you know, get a refill. So, and then I feel like death for about right, three days right. uh, afterwards. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm just going to sleep here in the theater because I can't move. I can't get up. <laughs> um, so, uh, several months ago, we're headed to the movies and uh we're we're driving and i said oh my goodness i'm feeling so much joy about getting popcorn mm-hmm. and of course you're a good connection coder and you said oh what's happening with that what am i missing and i said oh my gosh i just love 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 movie popcorn is just the most amazing thing i can't wait to get to the theater you know i'm just flooded with joy about getting it and you ooed me you didn't you know yeah, discuss yeah. it or you know we didn't really talk about it so when we walk into our movie theater the concessions are off to the left and we get there, 
And I start walking straight and you turn towards the left and you're like, babe, aren't we going to you know, stop at the concessions? And I was just startled with myself. I mean, as a case study and I go, eh, no, nah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get any yet. Maybe I'll get some during the movie. And it was, <coughs> it was just amazing to me that I didn't feel that compulsion. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we, we go to the movie, we watch the movie and we're exiting the theater. You're like, well, babe, you want to get a, you know, some popcorn before we leave? I'm like, no, no, no I'm good. I have not had movie popcorn since. And I did that pattern several times, quite a mm. few. I don't know if it was, you know, five, six, seven, eight times. We go to the movies a lot because we're on the movie paths thing. But so the next several times on the way to the theater, you know, I'd say, oh, feeling a lot of joy about the idea of having a movie popcorn. And I haven't had movie popcorn since. And I'm just startled by that. Yeah. That, yeah. And I wasn't setting it up as a research project, uh, but it, played out as a research project where I'm watching this human, which happens to be me, process the joy and it dissipates. Yeah. yeah. And the joy that was pushing my human behavior to not only buy popcorn, but to eat as much popcorn <laughs> as possible, as fast as possible, dissipated. Yeah. And and that's a pretty simple um, research project, if you will. But I think, whoa, what if what if that's what's driving all of this uh, obesity in our country? What if that's what's pushing? And I think there are other variables, too. Again, it's sure, difficult to, sure. to narrow it down exactly, causation. Uh, but I have we have gotten emails from people that are connection coders that are like, whoa, I've lost 45 pounds hmm. uh, just this year from processing the emotion again sometimes it's sadness sometimes it's shame Uh, but i think ultimately the pursuit uh, even if it's sadness the pursuit is to counter the sadness and get some joy and so the individual eats uh, and ends up eating more than they should and eating some of the things that they shouldn't that are detrimental to their bodies because again the intense emotion shuts down cognition because no one would harm themselves on purpose that doesn't make sense we humans don't do that but the unprocessed emotion blocks our cognition. We end up being dumber versions of mm. ourselves. And then we eat to the degree that we're going to gain an extra 120 pounds over the next few years. And then all of a sudden, one day we wake up and we go, what in the world happened? Yeah. And again, my theory would be that unprocessed emotion three and a half years ago that started mm. building up. And now I've gained 120 pounds. Well, shoot, what am I going to do about this uh, now? Because now it's very difficult to, to undo uh, you know what I've done. So mm-hmm. I'm just stunned by that, that it could be that not necessarily easy, but that simple Yeah. Uh, to simply process the emotion with something like uh, diet, uh, with, with something like uh, you know, just taking care of yourself in a, in a healthy way. Wow. Yeah. I, when you shared that with me for the first time, it blew me away, yeah. you know, just me too. <laughs> and there's even, there's so much more of how unprocessed emotions mm affects our body. I mean, mm-hmm. today we talked about how it raises our cortisone mm-hmm. levels and what that does to our bodies and then how it slows down cognition. And I can think of times in my life where I was experiencing super intense emotion mm-hmm. and I became a dumber version of myself. And I've actually thought about this a lot recently, you know, the pregnancy brain, mm-hmm. um, how women, after they have Absolutely. a baby, they suddenly 
forget numbers and they, I can remember talking to someone and be like, my brain is firing, but the other side's not catching it. I don't, Mm. I don't know the words I'm supposed to say right now. And I felt so dumb. And now looking back, I can think, oh, wow, I had this super stressful season of my life of becoming a new mother. Mm -hmm. And so realizing now, what would processing those emotions be for a new mom with a new baby at home? And how could that change how her brain is functioning in the world? Um, So I love hearing these things because it just inspires me even more Mm. to access, identify, and then verbalize what these emotions are and processing those emotions. And there are many more points Mm. that we are going to touch on next week Mm. with this podcast because truly knowing these health benefits, Mm. it helps us relate to be like, oh, that's what I'm experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at in life. You know, maybe I am doing this stress eating because I'm not processing these Mm. other emotions. Maybe I'm finding myself struggling with a a mental disorder, you know, Mm. things going on because I'm not processing. And there are just so many more aspects that we are going to touch on next Mm -hmm. week. But before we wrap up today, there are two more things that I wanted to touch on before we one more thing before we do the will we Mm. do the uh, core emotion will at the end of every episode Mm. which is what we teach here at the connection codes Mm -hmm. it's the tool that helps you process your emotion Mm. in in such a tangible way Um, but one thing that you had mentioned and i love the analogy of the wolf in the room and initially when you're telling me that story and when you're using that analogy i'm picturing a real wolf in the room Mm. but in reality the wolf can be burnout at work, absolutely, an, yep. a new baby, an argument between spouses. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about your cortisol being raised or your intense cogni- you know, emotion shutting down your cognition and you're picturing that wolf, that is life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wolf is your life right. happening to you yeah. that you're yeah. not controlling. You mm-hmm. didn't open the door for the wolf to come in. Mm-hmm. The wolf found the window that was open and came in without you Mm -hmm. asking it to. And so you maybe need to think, what is the wolf in my life right now? Mm. What is that thing that has come in that may be causing these issues that I need to process Mm. now? Um, So I I love that analogy because I can relate to that so much in seeing different things Mm -hmm. and realizing, oh, this is a wolf today. You know, I Mm -hmm. I need to process this. Um, So now Glenn and Phyllis... Let's do the wheel. Mm. I have one pulled for you. Yeah. Where's the wheel? We should know it. Surely we know the wheel. My gosh. It's eight words. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Sure. That'd be great. So um, let's see. Fear. Feeling fear that uh, the Tesla is not going to have mm. enough charge to get us back home later today. Yeah, I get that. Um, feeling uh, guilt about just the other night when I didn't process with you Mm. what was happening for me i feel shame about that too and just the the pain it caused you Mm. um felt hurt when when we were talking about it the next day and or maybe even two days into it when i finally had that realization that um it's not that i'm broken it's that my Mm body that I've got a block an yeah. emotional block yeah. about that and that was so helpful for me but I felt mm. hurt when I shared that with you and you, and you interrupted me mm. yeah. and you corrected my word usage wow. so 
uh, fell, let's see, anger. Um, you know, anger for me, I think I go into bigger things. And so right now it's, um, as always, it's the stories that we hear. Um, like most recently, a friend of mine is not allowed to see her grandbaby because mm. of this still pandemic fear. And mm. um, I, I feel anger in that, how much this has disrupted mm. the love yeah. and families, the just the relationship in a lot of families. I feel um, lonely. So I think um, even going into this weekend, knowing I've got to finish the project on our mm. guest cottage, right. I, I feel alone in that. And then mm. I've got to figure out all the details. So I, I feel lonely in that. Mm. Joy, um, love, love being here with uh, mm-hmm. Wes and Tira and yeah. um, getting to go out to dinner with them. A lot mm. of joy. Yeah. yeah, cool. Well, for me, the fear is the same. I was already thinking about that just with the Tesla. Uh, we <laughs> love driving a Tesla, but, but there is the um, charging station uh, thing. So I'm hoping that'll work out with some fear about that. I uh, feel a lot of guilt uh, in, you know, when we talk about house projects and, mm-hmm. you know, my whole focus in life right now needs supposed to be the connection codes and uh, you end up taking care of so many things, which mm-hmm. you're so capable and competent, but I feel guilt sometimes that I'm, I'm not there for you uh, and I get torn about what to do. Uh, some shame in that sometimes too, just uh, am I, am I doing the right mm-hmm. thing? Am I adequate? Am yeah. I uh, handling things the way wow. that I should be? Cause I feel like I've, kind of never uh, never know mm-hmm. uh, feel loneliness uh, as you know I often share just with the connection codes quest it just feels so huge and uh, there's about eight billion people on the planet and yeah we've reached point zero 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 mm-hmm. something percent of them so far so yeah that's a, got lot. a long way to go yeah uh and i don't know just feels a little bit overwhelming sometimes mm-hmm. that we're, we're not up to the uh, task. Uh, feels felt some sadness yesterday in our session that uh, I don't remember the number, but we we're like the fifth or sixth or seventh oh, uh, yeah. marriage therapist that they've seen. And I'm thinking, wow, we, we miss so badly wow. with yeah. people. And these are dynamic people and phew, they just haven't been helped mm. at all, uh, at least thus far, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, I felt some hurt just in, with our tense moment uh, the other day because mm-hmm. uh, we yeah. really missed each other uh, pretty yeah. badly. There was a good bit of pain mm-hmm. uh, in that. I felt some anger uh, on that, some anger with you and some anger with me, just that we have really missed yeah. on some things. Um, and not on purpose, we just missed it. And, yeah. uh, and mm. I, I think that anger is going to drive us to make some shifts and some changes because we deserve that. We deserve goodness. And then a lot of joy in that, just being able to connect with you, uh, even in the tense moments that, you know, we know that we're partnered and Mm. that this tense moment is actually going to lead us to even more depth, which is stunning to me because we've been together a long time. (laughs) We've had a lot of fun together and it's getting deeper and richer Mm -hmm. all the time. I get to discover you more and more and vice versa. You You with me as well. I love it. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you all so much for sharing that. I, it is so connecting. Uh, Obviously we can see the connection between the two of Mm y'all as you share that with each other, but even for us, the viewers and the listeners to hear it connects to us as well, because it's like, Oh, okay. Their relationship is 
they're still doing this. Mm. Y'all are still in this process right alongside of us. And you're showing us that we can conquer conflict. I mean, that is Mm. the purpose of the connection codes. That is the goal is to help couples conquer conflict. Mm -hmm. And so y'all are still having those moments of conflict that you're conquering Mm. and that you're showing us how to do it to where you are connected and united and we can achieve that too Absolutely. by processing these emotions. Mm-hmm. So thank yeah. you so much every week for being vulnerable with us. Mm. And this week's episode is a part one to a part two. Mm. Next week, we are going to dive even deeper into why we need to process this, why mm-hmm. we need to share these things yeah. for our bodies, for our mind, for mm-hmm. our health. Mm. So if you would love yeah. to learn more about the connection codes today, if you're just like, oh gosh, I am my cognition is shut down. I am flooded constantly. And there is a wolf that has moved in. They're in my home and I don't know if I can wait another week for more help. You can go straight to theconnectioncodes.co and schedule a private session with Dr. Glenn and Phyllis. If you have not already shared this podcast, share it. If there is one podcast you are telling your friends about, if this is it, this is what can change humans and i mean dr glenn says all the time this can end wars if we can process our emotions with each other so help your friends in the war in themselves and in their home and thank y'all for being here mm-hmm. y'all y'all want to end us out you need this yes you need this you deserve this let's, let's do, do this, this. Okay. thank you see you next time